We use our personal credit cards to invest in our businesses. And then we get hamstrung by our own balances instead of strategically, strategically doing the right things to get the right business cards, lines, and loans. And then we're able to leverage those. I believe in strategic debt. Welcome to The Real Freedom Show, where we inspire you to pursue your passion to gain time and financial freedom through opportunities in real estate. I'm your host, Mike Swenson. Let's get some real freedom together. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Real Freedom, talking about real estate leverage freedom, building time and financial freedom through opportunities in the real estate industry. I am your host, Mike Swenson. And today I am so excited to talk about a topic that we haven't really covered much on this podcast. We've got Merrill Chandler from GetFundable.com, and we're going to talk about credit, building business credit, business and personal funding profiles. Merrill has a book out, The New F Word, that came out a little while back talking about fundability. How are banks looking at things? How are lending institutions looking at things to be able to help you to get money? What do you need to do to get approved for stuff? And so, Merrill, you'll just... uh, a wealth of information about fundability. And so I'm excited to talk about that much more today. So welcome, Merrill, to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mike. I love being here. I want to make sure that your your listeners walk away from here with actionable intel, literally things that they're like, I'm going to pull over so that I can go to this website, right? I mean, things that they can do today that will change their lives. Why don't you just go ahead and get started and share kind of a little bit about your background and why this is your thing and kind of why you're so passionate about helping others with fundability. Then I'm going to take you back to uh, 1992, where I co-founded Lexington Credit Repair Law Firm, the largest credit repair firm in the country. Anybody that's ever associated with the credit repair space knows Lexington. And I co-founded it, but didn't take too long. Within a few years, I noticed that you can't repair your way to becoming approval ready, right? Deleting a few items from a credit report was not getting my clients funded at Lexington. And I'm like, all right, what is going on here, right? I've always been into the mysteries, always looking behind the curtain, what, you know, reading between the lines. I like to call it the financial matrix, right? I was asleep. Lots of people are asleep. We're wondering, we're just giving our life blood to our life energy, to the powers that be, and we're unconscious or unaware of of what's really happening out there. Now, I'm not a conspiracy theory guy, but I am profit motive, conspiracy theory. You know, sometimes they get a little, there's a fuzzy line in between them, right? And so where there's a profit to be made, somebody's going to be willing to make that profit, including if they technically divulge a truth, but we don't know what that truth means. I'll give you a perfect example. Um, This And this will kind of start us out. Um, There are FICO scores, the scores lenders use, FICO scores, and then there are what I call FACO scores. There are tons and tons and tons of fake scores that are being sold to unaware borrowers, right? Un, uh, uh, un, sometimes un, unsophisticated borrowers, sometimes wildly wealthy and uh, capable borrowers, but they don't know what's actually going on, right? We call them score imposters. And because we hear credit score, we just think, oh, Whatever credit score I'm told is the truth, right? Well, this is the truth that sets you free. We are, uh, the myth is, 
And there's one, there's one purveyor out there that because they have a little line on page 17 that is the legal de declaration that it's not a lender score, they get away with, and that's Credit Karma. Credit Karma is deceiving, straight up deceiving over 100 million users in this country saying that their credit report, the credit scores that are on that front page, that those are legitimate credit scores, and they are not. In fact, those, uh, if you go over, you, uh, you've been to Credit Karma before? Mm -mm, if no. You go, okay, it is the largest credit score offering. They're there to sell credit, sell yep. personal credit, business credit, accounting services, whatever. So to the right of these scores, to the right of these scores, there's a little offer that's supposedly marked for, hey, your score matches these things. It doesn't. It's it's the same damn list. And every time you go over there and you click apply, they pull a FICO score to evaluate you for approval. They do not use the scores that are being presented to you. And in several studies, the scores that Credit Karm is presenting to you are 30 to 60 points higher than the FICO scores the lenders are going to use. So the the they just want you to click the apply now button. And so they're using truly deceptive business practices to sell you on something because we think we've been trained that a score is a score is a score. Nope, there are FICO scores and FICO scores. So here's your first take home for your listeners. Go to myfico.com myfico.com. You will get a uh, subscribe, buy one report, subscribe. You will get 31 lender scores. No, you do not have to pull a credit, uh, a, a mortgage credit report to get your mortgage score. Go to myfico, one of the 31 scores, all three of your mortgage scores, all three of your auto scores, credit card scores, all the scores the lenders use are there in that thing, and it costs no more than any other uh, uh, than any other subscription to credit monitoring. But it's the truth of what lenders are looking at. So there's their first takeaway. Everybody, if you're subscribing to credit uh, monitoring, at least find out the truth of what lenders are looking at. That's myfico.com. Notice, I'm saying you to the direct site. I do not have an affiliate relationship with them. I want you to know the truth. But Credit Karma and all these other credit monitoring services, if it doesn't have FICO registered trademark, it ain't a legit score. Well, and one of the other things that I see, you know, I'm a part of a lot of real estate investor, realtor, Facebook groups and all that. And they talk about, you know, business credit, right? Building business credit. And what a lot of people don't know is a lot of the lenders out there um, actually ding your personal credit when you're applying for stuff that you think is your business credit. So why don't you talk a little bit about for people that are looking to start a business, launch a business, something like that in the real estate space, talk about personal credit versus business credit a little bit. We call them business credit imposters. There's a lot of uh, impostering going on around here. So what most people don't understand is that there are that 80% of every single business lending decision, 80% of every single business lending decision relies on your personal credit profile 
and what are called borrower behaviors. We call them fundability factors, right? But the easy sense is they're measuring how you do, how you treat your credit. And they give you, if you treat it well, where they feel safe, they give you more. If they, you don't treat it well, they don't feel safe, too much risk, they either uh, don't approve you or sometimes even take away limits they've already given you, especially during credit crunches like we're going through now. So business credit, and I'm going to say this as plainly as I can, there are many types of business credit. Many people try and say that you need to build your business credit. So I asked them, do you need to build your personal credit or does it automatically report to the credit bureaus and then get scored by FICO when you have a credit card or a loan or a mortgage? You don't have to build Jack. You just have to get the right kind of instrument and then it gets reported to the personal credit bureaus. The same is true for business credit. You get the right kind of credit instruments, business lines of credit, not credit cards that people call business lines of credit, actual business line, write a check, do a deal type of business uh, business lines, business loans, and real, we'll get back to that in a minute, real business credit cards, because there are fake business credit cards as well. So the, what, we, what we've learned is that because are uh, because so many business owners and business borrowers are not have not learned the truth they're actually being duped into doing things like build your business credit i can't call them scams because every once in a while you might need it but building a paydex score is not necessary for 95% of all business owners cuz if you if you get the right business credit cards and those report to business credit bureaus, then they offer you, a, if you do the right things, have the right kind of checking account balances, do the right traffic in your checking accounts, they'll give you a business line of credit. Those automatically report. You don't have to do anything but make the right decisions about the type of credit that you get. So unless you need supplies for your business, you don't need a Granger account or a Uline account or the build your business paydex score type of stuff. You don't you don't need them. Now, those are great trade lines if you need janitorial supplies. But to fill your garage full of janitorial supplies to build the credit, that's that may not serve you, right? And you got a lot of future um uh, uh janitorial supplies on stock in stock, right? So that is number one. The, the second point that I want to make on business credit is that there are business credit uh, uh, posers. For example, one of the most popular marketing campaigns out there are Spark credit cards, Capital One Spark cards. Spark cards report to your personal profile every single month. So now you're being a good businessman, businesswoman, and you get a, a spark card and you're like, I'm gonna charge it up and I wanna carry, I'm gonna put advertising on it. So I'm gonna carry, uh, it takes me three months to pay it off, right? Well, because it reports to your personal, your utilization goes up, your fundability and score go down and you can ruin your personal reputation because of, because of your beliefs about this card. 
since it's reporting to personal, it is not a true business credit card. No matter what it says in the marketing, no matter what it says on the plastic, if it reports to your personal guys, it's not business credit. And so the Discover It card is another example. Reports to your personal. PayPal loans report to your personal. There are so many things that we have been led to believe that under the guise of business credit that truly are not. And the use of them harm your personal profile. I, I think of it as a funding engine. Your personal profile, since 80% of the decision is based on how you treat your personal credit. That funding engine, man, we throw salt in that gas tank. We are not going anywhere. And that's what that's what not knowing uh, the right moves to make and when we should make them. So perfect example of business credit. So what advice do you have or what are some tips that you have for people that want to do this the right way and build it the right way? What are some things they need to consider? Well, first of all, my, my, my next uh, uh, value add have your listeners put it in the show notes, but go to get fundable behaviors, plural behaviors.com. Download my ebook. I will tell you all 40 borrower behaviors that FICO measures and that lender software measures. But wait, there's more. In that, after the 40, Every lender in this country draw upon the same pool of 150 borrower behaviors. And I'm giving you those two. So no, if you optimize your borrower behaviors to fit every single one of, of those of, of those borrower behaviors, it does not matter what lender you go to. You it, it, we lean in on that yes over and over and over again because we're matching the lender. Funding criteria. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So there's there. Uh, so tips. First of all, unless there is no other way, don't do credit card stacking. Credit card stacking is where you go get a whole bunch of credit cards because they want to fund your business or give you money for to to start your business. The problem is most of those cards report to your personal profile. And when they report, and so the whole idea to get these cards is you can tap them out, which by the way, they're gonna charge you 10%. They're gonna tap, they're gonna tap out these lines. And now you're at 50, 70, 90% utilization on all of these cards that are reporting to your personal profile. You look like a horrible risk. Your score and your fundability are gonna plummet. And now, yes, they're promising zero interest, but that zero interest is going to tap out. What they don't tell you is you're harming your profile for the entire zero interest period. You're crushing the soul of the of, of your funding engine, right? That the goose that lays the golden eggs, man, mm-hmm. you're cooking that goose. So, so don't do credit card stacking unless, for whatever reason, there is no other way. I want you to make informed decisions. Because I have no problem. If you can get a 1,000% return on a $20,000 zero interest approval, we all, we're all we all sold that that's what the ROI is going to be. But hmm. unless you can make it worthwhile, I promise you, it is going to crush the, the soul of your personal profile. And that is what I'm trying to protect 
you and all your listeners and everybody in in this industry trying to protect you from stepping on the funding landmines that 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 just blow up our opportunities. You know, one of the tips that I heard that was kind of a game changer for me, and I actually heard you talk about this on another podcast, was credit cards. So monthly, you know, they pull your balance. And so I had an investor that told me this a couple of years back and said what they do is the day before their credit cards pull their balance is when they pay it down. And so now instead of, you know, let's just say a $10,000 credit card, maybe your balance is $5,000, $8,000. Well, they pay it down the day before the balance gets pulled. Now it looks like I've got a zero zero balance on my credit card when I'm still utilizing it for business. So something like that is a brilliant move. It just depends on when you pay it down versus right. paying it down at the end of the month or you know after they've pulled that number. Brilliant. Now, it would sound arrogant if it weren't true, but we invented this move. So I'm glad you've heard it from other people. But let me tell you the actual. I didn't. Truth. I didn't have any credit come back to you. Nobody mentioned Mer- Merrill taught me that. So yeah. no, yeah, nobody's. Well, who's going to say, hey, well, I I got this from some some old white dude over in you know in Utah? No, what they're going to. But here's but here's the truth of it. Okay, is that the day before the statement close date. Pay it down to 1%. Now, I what I haven't said yet, so that your listeners understand a little bit of my background, is I've been in collaboration with FICO, the FICO, the credit scores, for the last seven years. And uh, every one of the moves that I have made have been validated by their business originations group. That originations means that where they take credit applications, right? Their business, they validated all of these strategies that we've done. And so, and one of their, one of the the chief scientists, uh, uh, Ethan Dornhelm at FICO said that uh, something is better than nothing, but less is better than more. And so we have sussed it out. Every profile is different, but a day or two before the pay, the, the, statement close date because most lenders now have shifted things to report to the bureaus what the statement close was if you pay that down to one percent we hit nathan's idea of something is better than nothing we have one percent but now do not confuse that the statement close date with the due date pay it to zero and pay no interest but pay it down to just uh, two days before Pay it down to 1%, and you will see not only your fundability skyrocket, you will see mad results in your score because you're hitting the exact lender guidelines that they're looking for. They want to make a little bit of money. They want to see usage, Mm -hmm. right? We call it traffic. They want to see traffic on those cards because here's another insider secret. Most people don't realize that lenders make way more money off of swipe fees than interest. And so if if you are swiping the daylights out of a card, you're their favorite customer. But to do so, the algorithm tells us to pay before the statement closed. So we're saying, oh, statement closed, I'm not at risk. Lender loves you, raises your limits. Now, I'm I'm simplifying this, but you do the right bar. Beha- These are the bar behaviors I'm talking about. And yes, there's 150 of them. 
40 of which are measured by lenders and FICO right now. Well, and this is, I mean, this is amazing because it's an area that doesn't get talked about. In your world, you talk about it all the time in uh, somebody else's world. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't get addressed enough. And yet it's so critical to people growing. You know, I've heard uh, on social media, you know, you've got, you know, kind of the, the Dave Ramsey mantra of no debt. And then you've got people talking about good debt. And for somebody that hasn't, lived in that world too much, you know, they don't necessarily know what's, what's, what's good, what's not good. And I have other people on social media talking about I'm in debt by X number of millions of dollars because I invest in real estate and I actually make more than that every month. And that's why it's okay. And so it's all these attention grabbing headlines. And a lot of people are making a lot of money and money's changing hands on credit, selling credit, giving out credit, paying off credit. Like there's a lot of money that's out there, but yet not enough talking about the education behind it and how you can really leverage it to your advantage as a business owner, as a person trying to grow their business. Absolutely. We call it strategic debt, right? Mm -hmm. And here's the thing, you can there is what's called too much available credit on your personal profile. There's no such thing as too much available credit on your business profile. So like you you had said, we put all of our stuff, we start using our personal credit cards to pay off all these different things, right? We use our personal credit cards to invest in our businesses. And then we get hamstrung by our own balances instead of strategically, strategically doing the right things to get the right business cards lines and loans, and then we're able to leverage those. I believe in strategic debt, and I believe in carrying balances on business cards, business, uh, but not on personal. While technically you can do the same chase business and chase and chase personal cards are going to respond similarly by paying to 1%, right? They're not going to raise your limits if you're carrying a long-term balance. Mm-hmm. They're going to raise your limits if you show them in your traffic patterns that you are Mr. or Mrs. Swipe. And that's where they're making their cold, hard cash, right? And so the, and there's an entire game to this. It's it's an amazing, for me, it's fun. I've been doing this for 30 years now, right? And I am have, still passionate, still love it, still want to get in front of as many people as I can to tell them, don't step on the landmines. And here's how to leverage the daylights out of other people's money. I heard an investor once, uh, somebody that's been on this podcast in the past, they did a lot of flipping of homes. Now, this was 10, 15 years ago. And so they said they got a business credit card, basically paid all the electricians, vendors, HVAC, everybody paid on their credit card, paid it off. And he said, now here I am, you know, a little bit, little bit older in life. He said, I pretty much can travel anywhere I want in the world for the rest of my life because of all the rewards I've gained from doing that. So like you can write a check and pay off that vendor, or you can put it on your credit card and do it in a way that works well and get the benefit from that. And so there's a lot of great things that can happen doing it strategically the right way. Absolutely. In fact, there's a way that if you have a credit card and a credit line with the same institution that get all the points because most credit lines don't give points. Mm-hmm. You pay off, but, but you want you still want to make moves that are fundable, right? That that make that keep you approval ready. Well, you can charge up your credit card and then use your credit line as a sweep account 
pay down the credit card to the 1% before the close statement close date, and then let your cash flow carry at less expensive carry costs. Because right now, um, the credit lines we're getting for our clients are prime plus 1%. Credit cards are 18 to 26%. And so you get the points, pay it down with the uh, with the credit line, and then either carry or pay off with cash flow the other uh, your other uh, the credit line. So there is a lot of fun things, and then do it again the next week or the next month or whatever. I'm telling you, there are some amazing ways to do everything you just said. Travel the world on points. Mm-hmm. We want to do it so that we're not harming our fundability, and we're there are just as many. Um, business credit cards with zero interest, true biz, non-reporting business cards as our personal. Most people don't sell those. And so we end up ruining our personal profile. Real estate agents, are you tired of letting the busyness of life get in your way from achieving your real estate investing goals? I'm super excited to announce we've created the Real Freedom Investor Agent Tribe. It's a place for you to come, get educated, and network with others so that you can make sure that you're hitting your real estate investment goals. So find out more on our website, realfreedom.com. Click on the store link. We've got a membership. We've got a mastermind group and some private coaching as well. Check it out. I've priced it super low. The goal is to get you in, not have price be a determining factor to keep you from your goals. So come check it out. Schedule a call with me, and we're happy to see where your real estate journey is going to take you. You've shared a lot. There's a lot of great tips here, but yet this is just the tip of the iceberg. You can't learn everything you need to know about credit in a 25-minute podcast episode. So Meryl, where can folks reach out to you and learn more about you? Well, first things, go to myfundingsystem.com myfundingsystem.com that gives you an outline i have uh, i have some amazing courses that take you step by step uh, guided through everything you need to know both on your personal profile uh, uh, we call it approval readiness secrets personal profile business profile and optimize both of those for high funding capabilities people who take this course literally though they 100 200 or more $1000 just from the course because once you know the right things guys what people don't understand is that we always we always diss lenders when we get denied but we didn't hit the funding guidelines right they want to lend they make gobs of money when they lend they're looking for the right borrower we give them you you put yourself in front of them where you're a bullseye borrower, where you hit those funding guidelines perfectly, they're going to give you gobs and gobs of money. This this course that you'll read about at myfundingsystem.com just walks you through all personal and business and how to optimize it. Well, thank you so much for coming on. For those listening, yeah, we will put these different websites that you mentioned in the show notes. So go take a look at that on our website, realfreedom.com, or go look at the show notes on your podcast player. Thank you so much for coming on, Meryl, and just sharing a wealth of information in such a little amount of time.